Hello and welcome to Now Here's a Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. probably get annoyed with this but i'll persevere heather's pointing at her laptop not at me <laughs> yeah no i'm not going to get annoyed with you well you have every right to get annoyed with me because i'm the reason we didn't have our last podcast in december as planned mm, no you're no i'm the reason because i think i was completely frazzled you're the reason why we didn't do the one before i, I know no, I'm not. I, I screwed it up technically, if you remember. We recorded oh, it. Oh, we did. <laughs> we recorded it. I, I, I hold my hands up and admit that in the week, in the run up to Christmas, less than a week before Christmas, we were going to do a Zoom recording. That's right. And we did do a Zoom recording. That's no, right. we didn't. We used the embedded recording facility in our podcast platform. And it didn't work. So, well, so much for me with my great technology. You, well, actually, it did it work. You could hear me. Heather's <laughs> voice and not mine. So maybe... Maybe it, we should have just put that out. Yeah, one-sided completely. Podcast. We could have had a competition, couldn't we? Guess what Tracy said. <laughs> yes, if this is the question, what was the answer? Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I'm suddenly... I am going to blame you. Because you were, you were trying to see what was on your screen. And I think I was messing around... And I, I was messing around on your behalf, and I obviously pressed a button that muted me or something. Well, let's face it, most things in the world are my fault. So I pressed the button because of you. Because of you. So, so whether you think that's a good thing that you've had a break from us, you've just been tuning in and listening to, um, to um, well old podcasts or just like (laughs) nothing, yeah, um, or whether you've been. Pining all over Christmas. Yeah, I wonder if people have been refreshing their podcast platforms yeah. and going, Where are Heather and Where Tracy? Are they? are they all right? Are What's they okay? You've not seen them on yes. social media. Tracy went abroad, did you? She, did she catch Did she come back? Did she, yeah. Yeah, I did actually. I caught the lurgy. You got COVID, didn't you? No, no, not this time. Oh. No, the, earlier this year when I went to Norway, I got COVID. Uh, I just got a, uh, a bad cough, which is still with me now. And has been all over the Christmas period. Yeah, so maybe I shouldn't uh, go to Norway again. No, sub that. It was well, great. It's a bit of a, yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> I loved it. I think that would be a bit of a slur on Norway, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, it was it was really excellent trip. And um, yes, I if you recall, several weeks ago, I, we were talking about the Nobel Peace Prize mm. because I was attending the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony, and I did. And it was brilliant. It was amazing. Yeah. And, and we were really treated. So this was a work trip, but it was a, a treat. So it was a, it's a work trip for a group of people as a treat. And so we had sightseeing tours by professional tour guides. Uh, we had dinners out. We went to museums. We went to galleries. Uh, I even went to the top of a, a ski jump. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good with heights, but this was it was very good because you could see all over Oslo and all all up the fjord from the top of the ski jump. I didn't have to jump. I didn't okay. ski. You just come back down on the. I was cable in the elevator. No, no, oh. God, not a cable uh, car. I wouldn't uh, have gone up there. Oh, the cable car. No, it was in a like it was like a funicular railway, but it wasn't a 
it was just described as a lift, you know, sort of right. going up on a slope. And then at the top, there was a big platform, big viewing gallery. I didn't feel I was going to jump or drop or... I saw your itinerary and I thought it looked like you were going to be completely knackered because there was lots of walking going on. There was a lot of walking, yeah. But on the first night I got there, um, I didn't have anything on the itinerary and I walked out of my hotel and there were just fairy lights everywhere. There was a, a, a winter fair across the road from the hotel and so it was all twinkly lights and all these stalls, pretty much the same as a winter fair in any country, um, but this was Norway. And then, and then it started to snow. Oh. I was like, oh, my God, I've arrived. That's I'm very romantic. It was. I yeah. was on my own. You were on your own. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I got myself a punnet of churros. <laughs> I wasn't on my own for long. I think you sent me a photo or something yeah. of that, didn't I'm you? Here. Yeah, I've arrived and I'm eating lovely things in the, you know, warm things in the snow. Yeah, yeah. so that was lovely. But my thing for this week, apart from apologising for being technical dunce, um, is another experience I had in Norway. Okay. And that confirmed something that I thought that I had, which is stage fright, but just in front of a camera. Okay. So I'm I'm a woman who's happy to stand up and talk in front of a thousand people in public. I can give talks, I can do training, all sorts of things. Quite happy doing that. Could do the radio show, can do a podcast. But if you point a camera at me, it somehow sucks my brain out of my eyes. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you said eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it sucks my brain out of whatever orifice it wants to suck it from. And uh, yeah, I completely freeze, as was proven by the fact that I spent quite a lot of my time on this work trip um, doing roundtable um conversations, interviews, all sorts of lovely chats going on with lots of people I'd not met before. Um, I had to go up on stage to be presented with this award in front of 450 people. No worries. And then on the last day, we were asked to do a one-to-one interview and talk to the camera. And that was too much? I, I just... I sort of had in the back of my mind that... This has never gone well before. Okay. So I'd asked for the questions in advance and I'd prepped the answers. And I was asked the question but told to talk directly to the camera. And I did a few okay. And then they asked me this other question, which ordinarily I could have answered so easily. And I just looked at the camera and there was nothing there. There was no words. I couldn't, you know, when we're on the radio and, you know, we, we've um, we've done interviews with people and we're not sure what to say or, or, or even you me and you have done like a 10 minute, I don't know what we're going to talk about, let's just talk. And yeah, and we It all just comes something. spewing out of our mouths. Nothing was coming. Not a trickle. The mind a spew. Not even a little dribble. It was, it was totally empty. And it was a fairly straightforward question. Yeah. Was it? Do you think it was because you were looking at the camera, or because often if people aren't used to being in front of the camera, the interviewer you'll sort of be encouraged to talk to the interviewer, yeah. and then occasionally you will glance at the camera, just as you would like glance away from the person that you're speaking yeah, to. So I was think... it just that you were like, it's there, right in your face? Yeah, I th- I was being filmed by um, a cinematographer type person, you know, a, a filmer. A videographer, not yeah. cinema. I wasn't yeah. cinema. Um, on a star of stage and screen. Yes. 
No, I'm not talking to an interviewer. So I yeah. I can do conversation. Yeah. We're doing it now, aren't we? And when when I've interviewed people on the radio shows I've done, I don't I don't have to do any prep even. I yeah. can yeah, you know, just just think on my feet and have a conversation. But I think what it is is you take cues from the person you're talking with, don't you? I take a lot of visual cues from yeah. them. You know, so you're nodding now. When I've done presentations, I always look for the people in the audience who are engaged and giving yeah. something back, you know, if they're nodding or if somebody looks a little bit like they're questioning it you've and you've got their body language so you can adapt. You're talking to a camera, there's no body language, there's no cues. Mm. And, and I think that's I think that was just like the block. I needed the human interaction, I think. That's my excuse anyway. The other thing I thought about is there's many times when I could have used video to promote my business um, and I've never done it. I've never really felt comfortable or done online training. So I've trained people by, by doing little videos. So the reason I've not wanted to do online training, I think, before is that I haven't got that interaction. I don't know who the future audience is going to be. So how can I tailor what I'm going to say to please them is it so am, am I like wanting to please people by what I'm saying am I wanting to get that interaction I don't know but it's very specifically camera shy yeah yeah I suppose it does it adds another dimension doesn't it because, and and on the radio when people or even on a podcast when people are listening apart from our goofy photo that they will have seen um we we can be a bit like in a book you know a character can be whoever you want them to be yeah um but when you go to see the film <laughs> it's like oh no it doesn't work now with them as a brunette oh. or a so maybe it's just maybe you're extra, more vulnerable yeah so that dimension. you're more exposed mm. yeah yeah so I, I don't know what it is i thought about a lot of people don't like the sound of their own voice and now i've totally got over that after all the years doing radio and podcasts and editing them, you have to get used to the sound yeah. of your voice. I don't know how to get over seeing myself on a screen and, and criticising, you know, that camera angle. Because you say we've got a photograph of us on the podcast, but how many photos did we take? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we took, we, we've got, got that one photograph Yeah, on. you've got two women who were looking, who don't particularly like looking at pictures of themselves, trying to find a picture that they're both happy with. And I actually hate the photo of me, but I think you look really cool. Is, is Yeah, I've got my hands over my face. <laughs> no, but you, you've had your hair done and everything. You just look really funky. But that goes back to, um, you know, the saying, I wish I was as fat as I was when I first thought I was fat. Yes. You know, yeah. which like for me, you know, I, I was like... It was a beanpole in those days. Yeah. So we are very judgmental of ourselves. And I think even if... I hate looking at photos of myself, but then if I look at photos even from 12 months ago, sometimes I go, oh, actually, I didn't look that bad. Or, oh, God, I look terrible. But but I can look a bit more objectively. Yeah. I think it is really difficult in that immediacy when, you know, what you're wearing now and how you feel um, and how you feel you look is quite raw. Whereas three days down the line, how you looked three days ago didn't really matter, does it? No. But when it's captured on camera, you your fear might be that what what is this going to look like in three days' time? It's there forever. And we, yeah, and we just assume it's going to look terrible. Whereas most people just go, oh, okay, that's interesting. You know, she you know she said this thing in the same way that they would on the radio. Yeah. 
unless you had got a really annoying habit. I mean, when we, you know, you watch people on TV, unless there's something really unusual about them, you kind of just accept them on face value. Yeah. Maybe the other thing, I, I was thinking about this as I was driving here tonight, is that with the radio and with, with the podcasts, we're sort of in control of what goes out there. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if one of us ums too much, I mean, I can't take them all out, for God's sake. I haven't got that much time. But if one of us coughs too much, ums yeah. too much, yeah. or, or uses so too many times, we edit them out, don't we? And we can do that, not on the radio yeah, show, yeah. but when yeah, we yeah. then put the radio show as a podcast, we've, we've edited it. And is there something about me not being in control of the outputs? I think there could well be. The other thing is that you probably didn't have the time to get to know what the objective was, what's the aim, what's the, what are we trying, you got the questions. Yeah, that's a really good but point. Like, what, what's who the message is this, who's you want the me audience to give? Yeah. and what is this? That's it, who is the audience? You could make a really good point. I don't know who I'm selling this to. So how do you pitch it? Whereas if you knew it was going to be to colleagues within the organisation yeah. or if it was going out on social media or on the website or whatever, do I... Okay, so when you ask me a question, do I need to give some context? Because will the people watching already have that context or not have it? Yeah. Whereas I think you're right. If you knew where it was being positioned, that might make it easier. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, probably controlled, Tracy, let's face it. Yeah. It's Tracy <laughs> a control freak. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it all into context for me. But if if in the very unlikely event that anybody asks me to film an interview with them again, there's a couple of things I might take into account. And one is, what is the message? Who's the audience, yeah. ultimate intended audience? Yeah. And also, even if you aren't the interviewer, could you just like, stand behind the camera or something? Give so at least something. I feel as if I'm yeah. talking to you, not, not to a lens. Because yeah, even news readers, well... They're reading an auto cue, aren't they? So I suppose they are mostly looking at what they're reading, which therefore means they're looking at the camera. But they will, you know, you don't just constantly have your eyes just like a rabbit caught in the headlights looking at a lens, do you? They will move and yeah. they will, you know, and that's, yeah. So they're used to that. So I suppose we might be thinking, which is the best bit? Where should I? Too much eye contact, not enough eye contact. Whereas with a person, you know when you're giving too much eye contact or not yeah, enough eye contact. You just look you away. You can feel it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that was my mm, thing. Anyway. Interesting, interesting. Me moaning about my lack of skill. Well, um, not well, not at all. I think it's just, it's that self-awareness, isn't it? That There'll be other people who go, oh, no problem at all, and then just be horrendous. You know, so yeah, at least at least you're self-aware enough. Anyway, come on, give us your thing. Anyway, so okay, so here's the thing. It's New Year, New Year's honours. Okay. Okay. Um I'm always fascinated by not the big celebrities that get and say thank you very much. Yeah, it's the people, it's it's those other people, isn't it? So there are a couple of people from Oswestry who are designers and okay, who are these people? They've got MBEs and then it turns out that they design Street furniture, bridges, all sorts of things. And I'm like, oh, cracky. Didn't even know that they existed within the community. Then, of course, there are people who do good work within the community. Um, a couple of people that I know were, were given awards. Um, a lady last year, Ellie Wilkinson, who's the dyslexic dyslexia consultant. Um, and a couple of years ago, a lady called Calderwood from Climbing Out, 
who was the first adaptive rower due to a leg injury to row the Atlantic solo. Wow. Uh, so, you know, they're not people that you would yeah. expect to see. They're not celebrities. Not famous. No. But it did get me thinking about when I was looking at this year's list, because I'm always interested to see who turns up. and perhaps as interested to see who doesn't turn up. Okay. okay. Yeah. So there was an article in um, Examiner Live, but it's all over the internet, about people who have turned down an honour. Okay. Okay. Now, there are various reasons why people turn down honours. And it's not always because they don't agree with the honours system. This is painful. Look at this, right? Well, what you need to do is block all those pop-ups, Heather. I know! Well, as I say, this is a new um, laptop, so it's really difficult to have done that. So, a, f- a few people, for example, and these are people who turned down the Queen's offering. We, obviously, we don't know who's turned down the King's offering yet. But how do you find out who turned them down? How, well, do, do people say? I suppose, yeah, possibly, because there seems to be. So, Stephen Hawking, for example, turned um, turned down. Uh, an honour. Look how painfully slow this is. Look at this. This is terrible. This new laptop's rubbish. It is, isn't it? It's actually very speedy when it's doing its thing. So it, it, I'm trying to find the reasons why. So partly, well, he's a professor. So I would imagine that his studies have given him as much endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need to, yes. to a seal of approval. No, because he, he's self-validating. So in the 90s, he'd been approached with a knighthood um but and he disclosed this in 2008 but he turned it down um he said he'd already been appointed a cbe and i think that that was enough french and saunders who i absolutely adore in 2001 were offered um obes for services to comedy drama and they said that um it didn't it didn't feel right because basically we're being paid very well thank you very much for having a laugh um and it didn't seem right to take an award for that but then jennifer saunders did subsequently say but if i felt i deserved a damehood i'd accept it <laughs> <laughs> which um and and she said you know people who devote their lives to truly worthy causes etc for us to stand next to them didn't seem quite oh, right i get that yeah um roald dahl the, the children's author he turned his down he was um often obe in the 1986 new year's honors and i think that was more because he didn't agree with the honors system uh david bowie I've um, heard of david yeah, yeah turned down a knighthood just said it's just not for him i just find it really interesting that you know there are people walking around at the moment who may have turned it down for for 2023 and we might not I might live long enough to know about that, or we, you know, we might not find Is this out a way why. Of telling us that you you were offered the, the award, and I turned it down. Yeah, well, no, it's my way of saying, but people who do good work should get one. Therefore, <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Anyway, I just find it really interesting as a thing. You know, it it um, it brings mixed um, emotions from different people, but actually, if you are somebody who's slogging your guts out doing good work, yeah. I think it's a really powerful way for you to just be acknowledged, not just be acknowledged, to be acknowledged and recognised because the people who set themselves up as celebrities, yeah, they're looking for an accolade, you know, that 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 gratification, that appreciation, etc. It's part and parcel of what they do and why they yeah. do it. Recognition. 
but that quiet recognition of those people who don't really stick their head up above the parapet and just crack on. I think it's really yeah. interesting because they're doing it. It's like, you know, when you give for the joy of giving, not to receive. Yeah, yeah. And that's absolutely what they're doing. I'm not suggesting that all celebrities aren't, you know, they are they aren't all going around saying, yeah, give me a an honour, but... but I, I see what you mean, though. If somebody has set themselves up as a celebrity and that's how they earn their money, there would be an element of it which sort also would like the endorsement of a gong. Yeah, yeah. Because that makes them more of a celebrity. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and we don't we don't always know why people... So, say, comedy, for example, it's often really shy people who go into the world of comedy or acting because they can have, like, an alter ego, a, yeah. a different persona. So then... There's still a there's still a human being, the real person behind yeah. all of that. I, I find it fascinating. Um, I find it fascinating. So and it's very topical. Um, so it, yeah, it got me thinking oh, when I was looking through the list. I was like, oh yeah, okay. So What's... Dame Heather Noble does sound quite good, doesn't dame. it? Dame. I don't think. I don't think I should be a dame. Plus, going forward, what's going to happen? about people who don't identify as female or male is they're going to need to be a gender neutral yeah a gender neutral honor and what and like why wouldn't there be exactly exactly i've got another thing for you go on then okay here other thing here's another thing have you been saving these up no 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 no. these are the two these are two that have happened this week no no i haven't been saving them up um because i haven't really done any prep (laughs) Fair enough. But, um, so you know the walrus who... The walrus, yes. yes. Who um, was the reason why the fireworks got cancelled yeah. in... Scarborough. Scarborough. It was in Blythe. That's right. Today, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's doing the rounds. And before anything happened about him, and I, I heard somebody on the news when I, was, when I was driving earlier, talking about how she's tracking where he's been, etc. Okay. So I thought that was interesting. But a few days ago, I came across an article about the waters um, in North Wales, off the Thleen Peninsula, where there have been some studies going on about the, the sharks that exist in those waters. Okay. So underground footage has been being taken for a few years now. Underwater, maybe. What did I say? Underground. Underwater. <laughs> yeah, underwater. Okay. Underwater. The, the sharks that are underground, presumably, moles, aren't, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and so what they've been doing, this has been, um, uh, been carried out by a company called um, Sharks Inspiring Action and Research with Communities. Wow. Um, it's part of the Zoological Society of London and, and Gwyneth, uh, communities in Gwyneth. So I thought, oh, well, that's quite interesting, you know, that you don't necessarily think that there are sharks. It's like, okay, I always assume they're somewhere warm, but clearly they're not. And then, oh, on the Screen Peninsula, which I happen to quite like. But what they've done is they filmed this footage and the people who are running the project have been studying the footage and tagging which types of shark they are seeing. These sharks aren't camera shy then. No, seemingly not. Seemingly not. But what they're then doing is they're asking volunteers, I think they've got enough volunteers, so don't all rush to the internet, um, to also look at the footage and they will tag what sharks they think. So it's a way of validating um, and consolidating the information that's been gathered. And I thought, actually, if you've got a bit of time on your hands and you're interested in this sort of stuff, that would be quite an interesting thing to do. Is it like spot the shark? 
Well, I think it's it spot the shark and then what type of shark is it? Oh. So that I, I think you're given some sort of guides as to the different types of shark that it could be. Um, a bit like, you know, um, you know, those capture things that you, yeah, you yeah. get to do where actually they're just getting people to... Um, to help translate help things. Translate yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but it's on a smaller scale and very much more specific. Oh. So I, I just, I thought that was quite interesting that if, if, if you're into that sort of thing, yeah. you could just sit and... Yeah, because obviously not all the sharks you're going to see are going to be as obvious as the ones in Jaws. <laughs> no, and and the looking at sharks are also looking at rays and skates, right? Okay. So um, anyway, so I thought it was quite an interesting thing. So there you go. That's Thank my you other very thing. Much. Now here's the thing: is a Jones and Noble production brought to you every week. Well, maybe not every week ever. <laughs> <laughs> Recorded with an iPhone a microphone and lots of hot air.